This is the Dynamic Thinking Project, themindtechinstitute.com. As we continue our unofficial series about the media deception and mass and mind control, this is also going to be a short episode. I'm just trying not to go over 20 minutes on each episode. However, this episode is also an important episode before we start talking about propaganda. And just a little note here before we start. In this episode, I'm not going to go into details of or about some mind control cases or projects that have been used in the past or still being used. This episode is only to explain what is mind control, how it works, and the effect of mind control, as well as some myths. With that being said, let's first uh, start by defining what is mind control. Mind control is also known as uh, mind manipulation, thought control, thought reform, brainwashing, uh, mental control, mind persuasion, and many other words. Often people refer to MKUltra as a name for mind control. But MKUltra, in fact, was a CIA project based on mind control. They used uh, hypnosis, LSD, and drugs and other hallucinogens uh, during the project. But we'll get to that in details in some future episode, if I'm still around after this episode. <laughs> Hopefully. So the uh, the fact that mind control has many names, all indicating to controlling or manipulating one's thoughts. Of course, for a goal or an agenda, especially by those using it covertly for their own benefits or agenda. Now, I think many of you are wondering, does mind control really work? Is it real? Well, you bet. Of course, that depends on who you ask. For example, if you are one of our neuro-linguistic programming, or better known as NLP, or hypnosis students, you would have heard me saying that during hypnosis, you cannot make someone do what they don't want to do or normally do. Well, that's true, but that's the ethics we teach our students and the level of hypnosis or hypnotherapy or NLP we teach our students. Just enough to graduate and then they will find out themselves along the way how deeply they can go with the subconscious mind. It's fascinating. Think of a stage hypnotist and what he or she can do on the stage. And also, I assure you that most people on a uh, a professional stage hypnotist are not stooges or actors. Hypnosis is real. Some people may say, well, I've tried hypnosis before and it didn't work. And I say, yes, you're right. That's based on two reasons. The first one is that you didn't want it to work, of course, because you're afraid. Or that's because the hypnotist or the hypnotherapist didn't explain properly or better say exactly what he or she is going to do before they start the session. And that's what we call the pre-talk. 
which is very important, if not the most important thing before a hypnotherapy session starts or before the hypnotherapist starts the session. So lack of hypnosis is simply based on fear, whether you're afraid because you don't know or because the hypnotherapist or the hypnotist didn't explain much what's going to happen. Both of them lead to fear. And of course, there are some other ways to force hypnosis, but it's unethical. And as we teach uh, our hypnosis and NLP students that a good hypnotist is an ethical hypnotist. Now, if you think you cannot be hypnotized, uh, that's up to you. But uh, have you ever watched a movie? Let's say an action or, or let's say a horror movie. And you jumped when a car crashed or even got sad or happy when one of the characters died in the movie. For example, when the villain died, you got happy. Or if there is a very annoying character in the movie, got slapped or got punched in the face, you got excited or you got happy. Or if some of the characters that also died in the movie, which the characters you like, and then you got sad. I don't know if you maybe cried when you watched the notebook. Well, congratulations. You've been hypnotized by the movie. This is actually called trance, which is light hypnosis. As a matter of fact, you are in trance now. You're feeling comfortable and safe. You're listening to my voice, listening to what I'm saying. And if you are here hear my voice, and yet you find yourself blinking once. Now, very good. Well done. You're hypnotizable. Or anyone above 68 IQ can be hypnotized. That's above an average chimpanzee IQ. (laughs) Now, if you're interested in studying hypnosis, now it's totally available to study online at the mindtechinstitute.com. And you will also become a fully certified hypnotherapist once you finish the online training. Going back to mind control, so what is mind control? It's best to think of it as a system of influence that significantly disrupts an individual at the very core, at the level of their identity, their values, their beliefs, their preferences, uh, their decisions, behaviors, uh, relationships creating a new pseudo-identity or pseudo-personality. It can, of course, be used in beneficial ways. For example, hypnotherapy and NLP to help someone or get rid of an addiction or whatever you need to use with um, a client. But here we are talking about situations that are inherently bad or unethical. Philip uh, Zimbardo, who is a professor at Stanford University, and he became known for his 1971 uh, Stanford prison experiment. And yes, if you've seen the um, 2015 movie, The Stanford Prison Experiment, that is based on Philip Zimbardo 1971 experiment. So Professor Zimbardo said that mind control is a process by which individual or collective freedom of choice and action is compromised by agents or agencies that modify or distort perception, motivation, affect, cognition, and or behavioral outcomes. 
And he suggests that everyone is susceptible to such manipulation. Of course, it is not uh, some voodoo or ancient mystery known to a few. It is words and uh, group pressures packaged in such a way that it allows a manipulator to create dependency uh, in his or her followers and making their decisions for them while allowing them to think that they are independent and free to decide. That is, the person is not aware of the influence process, nor of the uh, changes occurring within themselves. However, there are some important points that uh, need to be made uh, very clear. First of all, it is a subtle process, subtle meaning that the uh, individual is not aware of the extent of the influence being imposed upon them. In this way, they make small changes over time, often believing that uh, they are making decisions for themselves, when in fact all the decisions are being made for them. And it is a process in that it doesn't happen suddenly. It takes time, although the length of time will depend on such factors as the uh, uh, methods used and also the duration of exposure to the techniques and other social and personal factors. It doesn't happen just like that. It, it is timed. It's a process. There is force. There may or may not be physical force, but there is definitely a physical and social force and pressure. All that is explained in details on the online hypnosis practitioner and master practitioner training. Just go to the mindtechinstitute.com, click on the online uh, courses tab, and you'll find all the courses there, NLP, hypnosis, and many other courses. Of course, you may enroll and study uh, any of these uh, courses totally online. Now, mind control and brainwashing, are they the same thing? Steve Hassan, who has been writing about this subject since the 80s, he makes an interesting uh, distinction between mental control and brainwashing. He says that in brainwashing, the victim knows that the aggressor or the aggressor is an enemy. For example, prisoners of war know that the person doing the brainwashing and or torture is an enemy. And often they understand that remaining alive depends on changing their belief system. They are forced, often with uh, uh, physical force, into doing things they wouldn't normally do. However, when the victim escapes from the influence of the enemy, the effects of the brainwashing frequently disappear. Mind control is more subtle and sophisticated because the person doing the manipulations is often considered as a friend or a teacher or a, a clergyman or someone probably you will listen to or trust. So the victim is not actually trying to defend themselves. In fact, he or she may be um, willing to participate or willing participant and believing that the uh, manipulator has their best interest in mind, they often providing private information willingly, 
which is then used against them to continue the mind control. This makes mind control as dangerous, if not more so, than uh, physical force. In other words, it can be even more effective than torture, physical abuse, drugs, and, and other methods of influence or other methods of mental manipulation. That's worth repeating. In mind control, there may be no physical force or violence, but it can actually be much more effective in controlling a person. That's because force can change behavior, but forced persuasion, which is mind control, will change attitude and behavior. And the victim is happily and actively uh, participates in the changes, uh, believing that it's best for them. So later, to accept that someone they trusted and liked has deceived and uh, manipulated them is very difficult and is one of the reasons that it's not easy for people to recognize mind control. Even when the person is free of the uh, influence of the manipulator, the attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors persist in uh, large part because the person believes they have made these decisions themselves. The effects of uh, decisions we make ourselves are stronger and more long-lasting than decisions we know we have been pushed to make. And in part, because the person doesn't want to admit that they have been manipulated without their knowing or they have been tricked by a friend or someone. With that being said, that denial causes cognitive dissonance in some cases, especially those who have been brainwashed or mind-controlled by religious ideologies. I'm going to do a whole episode about extremisms and how they got brainwashed in some future episodes. Oh, by the way, if you don't know what cognitive dissonance is, we have a whole episode about it. Uh, it's episode number 18, I believe. Just uh, go back and check. I think it's uh, episode 18. One last thing before we end this episode, as we are approaching our runtime. Many of our NLP and hypnotherapy students, they often ask, is there some Hollywood actors and actresses uh, being mind control and uh, they have handlers as uh, some YouTube videos show? I'm not going to name names, but you know what I'm talking about and you know who I'm talking about. Well, look, mind control is real. Whether you believe it uh, or not, whether you believe it's fictional or pseudoscience, it makes no difference. Psychologically speaking, it's easier to deny it. Anyways, does such thing exist in Hollywood? Well, think of it this way. Hollywood is an empire, a very powerful empire. If you have, if you personally have such empire, wouldn't you do everything to protect its assets? I'm sure you would. And that's the answer. And um, if you are wondering if uh, subliminal messages really work in uh, cartoon, movies, music and songs, well, we'll leave that for another episode too. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you have any question, you can email me. The email is on our website, themindtechinstitute.com. 
And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, especially if you are listening to this podcast on YouTube. Until next time, take care and enjoy your weekend.